Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of If These Hills Could Talk. I'm Tennessee Brando, and thank you guys so much for being with me. Uh, before we get rolling with this week's episode, which is going to be talking a whole lot about Donald Trump's potential arrest this coming week, uh, I wanted to take a minute and tell you about some things that I have going on uh, and keep you up to date on the latest happenings. Uh, first of all, the show that we were supposed to do this past Friday at the Trailhead Beer Market in Knoxville, uh, Mike McGill was putting on a show there to uh, help raise money for our good friend Sarah. And uh, unfortunately, we had to cancel that event uh, due to weather. Uh, back when I told you guys about that event, there's one thing I didn't know, and that is that the Trailhead Beer Market in Knoxville, their entertainment takes place outdoors. And so even though it was 70 degrees last week, uh, this weather here in East Tennessee is always crazy. And this week, it's dropped back down to the 20s. And so uh, this past Friday, it got real cold. It got real rainy. And Mike decided to uh, reschedule that event for a later date. And it should be happening in the coming weeks. Uh, I will definitely keep you guys posted on that and let you know when we get that rescheduled. Uh, that will be taking place at the Trailhead Beer Market in Knoxville. Mike McGill will be getting together with some friends. Uh, I think Trisha Jean Brady is going to be there and some others. And so uh, we're going to be raising money for Sarah. And I'll let you guys know as soon as Mike gets that one rescheduled and up and posted. Also, I want to let you guys know about a great event that is going to be happening on March the 31st. That's a Friday at 10.30 a.m. I'm going to read to you from their uh, Facebook event. This is Rally in the Downtown. I'm going to read to you the descriptions here. Uh, it says, Join Knox Pride, Indivisible Tennessee, and Change Tennessee on Friday, March the 31st at the Downtown Hilton for a rally. Governor Bill Lee will be attending a lunch at the Hilton, and we want him to see and hear us. We are planning events throughout the day with more organizations as well. We will add more details as they come. We need everyone to come. Trans lives matter. Drag is art. Queer Tennesseans have rights. Schedule the day off. Take a sick day. Call out and be there. Uh, so that's going to be taking place at the Hilton in downtown Knoxville. The governor's going to be uh, attending a luncheon there. And they're going to show up to, uh, to, to let him hear their voices. And uh, I plan on being there. Uh, for that event, I've already ordered my Bill Lee as a drag shirt from the Tennessee Holler. I hope it gets here in time because I really want to have that. I really want to be wearing that down there. But um, if you see me out and about down there, come up, talk to me, introduce yourself. I'd love to meet y'all. And uh, always, as always, thanks for listening. But I'm also looking here at their uh, event page. They're, they're, they are going to have different events as the day goes on. The rally will be at 10.30 a.m. on a Friday. Uh, I understand that a lot of people, you know, I hear lately my Fridays I've been off, but I understand that a whole lot of people uh, have to work on Fridays. Uh, if you can take off and come out, come out. If if not, share the event at least. At least do that. At least share the event and tell your friends uh, that have different schedules, you know, that they could be there. Uh, so the rally will start at 1030 a.m. That's at the downtown Hilton in Knoxville. Then a, a car caravan uh, will take place at 12 p.m. with details to come. Uh, then Trans Day of Visibility Celebration will take place at Crutch Park at 7.30, and they will have more events throughout the day with more details to come. That is taking place on March the 31st of 2023, coming up here two Fridays from now. Not next Friday, not this coming Friday, but the Friday after that. So we're real close to that. If you're in the Knoxville area, be sure to get out to it. Like I said, I'll be there. And uh, if you see me out and about, come up and say hello, and it uh, be great to meet you guys. But... Um, Oh, and also, uh, May the 6th, uh, me and the band, Brando's Rubular Review, will be playing a show at the Corner Lounge in uh, Knoxville. 
Uh, we'll get started at 9. That show's going to go from 9 to 11. So for those of you that uh, love the music and want to come hear it, or those of you that had no clue that I do that, I do. And me and the band will be there on May the 6th um, pumping out some serious honk for you. And uh, I know a lot of you that listens to this podcast d- didn't realize that was an inside joke and doesn't know where it comes from. Um, I had a radio show on realnoxvillemusic.com uh, that I'm hoping to bring back eventually. And the show was called Serious Honk. And people would always ask me, what does Serious Honk mean? Uh, it's an inside joke between me and some bandmates. Back years ago, we were playing at a bar in Jellicoe, Tennessee. And it was just one of those nights where the band was really on. We were really all locked in the pocket. We were grooving really well. And uh, everything was going right. It was one of those shows where you really just couldn't do nothing wrong. Every song we played went over. Every Nobody hit a bad note. We just were really locked in. And at the end of the night, this guy came walking up to me who kind of looked like a Dollar Tree version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he pumped his fist at me. And he goes, you guys are pumping out some serious honk. And me and the guitar player fell over laughing at that and uh, went around saying that for years. And so years later, when I decided to put a radio show together, that's what I ended up calling it. But uh, And that's what I always joke and say that we're going to do when we go out to play music. So Friday, I think that's a Friday. It uh, doesn't matter. Look at your calendar. May the 6th, um, Corner Lounge, Knoxville, Tennessee, Brando's Rubular Review. We'll be pumping out some serious honks. So come out and check us out at 9 o'clock. And I think that's pretty much it for the upcoming events. But I did want to let you guys know that if there are any events, uh, such as the rally of the downtown that is happening, uh, regardless of where it's happening, regardless of where it is you're listening, uh, be sure to send these to me. Uh, A Facebook uh, follower uh, sent uh, this this, uh, uh, rally to me. I wasn't even aware that it was happening. So um, be sure to send me any event like this that you would like to have uh, promoted. I'll be glad to help you guys promote it and get it out there. Uh, because these are the kind of things we need to be doing and these are the kind of events we need to be attending. And so uh, whatever you've got for me, uh, send it over to my Facebook. Uh, something else I want to talk about real quick before we start talking about it, They ha- uh, before we start talking about this week's show. Uh, there has been some rumors and talks about a TikTok man, and I don't know, uh, I've not researched too deep into it to understand what's going on, but uh, Joe Biden is considering uh, banning TikTok at the moment. And so uh, that is one of my biggest platforms that I use uh, to get Tennessee Brando out there. So a lot of people have asked me, you know, where are you going to be if uh, TikTok were to go down? Uh, so the answer to that is I'll be on all the other social media platforms. And the best way to find me right now, uh, while TikTok is still up, uh, just go to my TikTok page, go to the bio, you'll see a link tree. And I'm going to find a way to share that link tree on my other platforms as well so that it'll get out there further. But uh, go to that link tree, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Patreon, uh, as well as my merch store. Uh, I'm probably going to be starting a uh, Clapper account in the next couple of days. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of content creators on TikTok are talking about going to Clapper if something were to happen to TikTok. What I plan to do, I'll probably open up a Clapper account. I'll also make more content on YouTube, possibly Instagram and Facebook. So, we're not going to let TikTok be the death of us if, if it was to be temporarily or permanently banned. Uh, we're not going to let that stop us from what we're uh, trying to get accomplished. We'll keep on moving. Um, so just follow me on all the social media platforms, and uh, we'll, we'll keep the ball rolling. I, I, hope, I hope that uh, TikTok stays up. Uh, I know that it is a flawed app, and I know there's things about it that concerns a lot of people, but uh, it really has been a good uh, vehicle for a lot of people 
And, uh, you know, I was able to get my voice out. I'm sitting in a single wide trailer in East Tennessee, uh, you know, with 160,000 people following me and 3 million people liking my videos. Um, so, you know, and I know a whole lot of people that are with very similar situations uh, in different parts of the country that have that have developed a big big following and have a voice now thanks to it. So I don't see that it's all bad, and I think that uh, I think people need to have a place to, to have their voice. And so uh, as long as TikTok stays up, you know, that, that that's where the biggest uh, audience is for me. But uh, I'm also on the Midas Touch Network, uh, a lot of you probably already know that, but for those of you that don't, if you've not checked out Midas Touch, that is M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H, Midas Touch. If you go check out Midas Touch on YouTube, they're about to hit 1 million uh, subscribers on YouTube. Recently, in video viewership, they surpassed Fox News on YouTube. So uh, I'm a contributor on there, and uh, the videos have been doing really well. I'm really surprised that... Uh, and 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 the videos going over on Midas Touch has had so many people coming to me on my Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter, sending me messages uh, of encouragement. So to all of you out there who sent those kind of messages, just know that those are the kind of messages that keep me going. Uh, yeah, I do get trolled from time to time, and I have people who hates my guts, and that's cool too. But uh, it's you guys telling me that you appreciate what I'm doing that keeps me sitting down here and doing this. So, uh, you know, let's hope TikTok sticks around. If it don't, uh, you can find me on Midas Touch on YouTube. My personal page on YouTube, and like I said, the easiest way right now to find all those places is simply go to that link tree on TikTok, and you can find me pretty much anywhere on social media. Uh, but, you know, according to Donald Trump, uh, getting into this week's episode, according to Donald Trump now, he has announced that he expects to be arrested on Tuesday. And uh, I'm going to read to you a truth that he put out, uh, and I just made quotation marks in the air, and you guys can't see me, but... I think you could probably hear the sarcasm of my voice. His uh, ridiculous platform, Truth Social, which I have never created an account on and never, I don't ever will. I mean, I'm not going to even waste my time going over there and trolling this idiot. Um, but he has uh, released this truth uh, tweet, whatever the hell you want to call it. He said, and it's all caps. I mean, he, he's like your drunk uncle. You know, he, he's, he's like your drunk uncle. It's just constantly ranting on Facebook and uses all caps thinking that's really going to get people's attention and really going to make people give a shit. I'll just be honest with you guys. Like every once in a while, every once in a blue moon, I might make a word and I might make like one word in the sentence, all caps, just to kind of drive a point home, maybe. But uh, nine times out of 10, when I see somebody typing in all caps, I just keep scrolling, even if I agree with them. I'm like, oh, come on, really? All caps, come on. Like you're yelling in text. But anyway... And this is actually, I found this, this is actually page two of this ridiculous diatribe he goes off on. But I'll just read this part because this is the part I want to talk about. He says, now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime, whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that... And folks, as I'm trying to read this, that's like the worst punctuation job I have ever seen this man was president. Um, indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors, fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week, protest and take our nation back. Oh, that actually kind of hurt my head to read that. Um, but that is what he is saying. He says that he is going to be arrested this coming Tuesday. Now, I have a whole lot of thoughts about it. First of all, I'm not going to hold my breath. 
Um, I don't really expect to see him be arrested. However, uh, I could so see Donald Trump uh, doing this strictly for political theater. This guy wants to be a martyr. He's reached the point now in his life that he is up there saying stuff like, I am your salvation. I am your savior. He's actually saying this shit out loud. You want to talk about the cult of personality. I mean, he is going all in with it now. Ever since he lost the election, ever since January 6th, he's done nothing but double down harder and harder. He's done nothing but deny any guilt harder and harder. He's not had one moment where he said, okay, I I relent. The dude is absolutely relentless. Uh, And now he's saying uh, to people that he's going to be arrested. And I really believe that deep down he probably wants to be because if if they walk him out in handcuffs, uh, he can turn to his audience and say, see, look, this is what the corrupt Manhattan district did. That's funded by George Soros and the deep state. And I am a victim of political you know, crime. And, and he can fan the flames even harder. This guy incited a riot on our nation's capital. And he's been gaslighting us ever since. And now he's sitting here stoking the flames of a potentially dangerous situation again by telling people to take to the streets and protest and take our nation back. Now, at the start of this, at the start of this episode, I told you about a protest that was going to be happening uh, to protest Governor Bill Lee. So I am in no way against protesting. I believe that protesting is a right that we have protected by the First Amendment. And I believe as long as you don't resort to violence, that you should be allowed to protest anything you want to in this country. But we saw before Donald Trump work his crowd into a frenzy, cause them to incite violence on uh, our nation's capital. And if you thought these people were mad on January the 6th, how mad are they going to be when they see handcuffs wrapped around their Messiah? How are they going to feel then at that particular moment? And they're going to want to show him more unity than ever. He can sit here all day and say protest. And I, I saw one clip. I don't know if I'll be able to find this back. Uh, but I did see one clip where he was saying to uh, to protest, you know, legally and don't do nothing stupid. Uh, you know, he was he was warning people to be sure to, you know, don't don't uh, protest with violence. And I saw a lot of the host on Fox News saying the same thing. And uh, they're doing this. Uh, they're building in, they always build in a scapegoat. They always build in an excuse ahead of time. Uh, and that's all that is when you see them doing that. When they're saying, well, now he said don't be violent. He said don't do that. Uh, they always go on, though, to say don't do it because don't fall into the liberals' trap. The liberals are trying to trap you. And they say that so that when one of their protesters does get out of hand and does get arrested, they can then turn it and blame us with it and say, well, you fell into what the liberals was trying to trap you. We're not trying to trap Trump supporters here, folks. That's not what this is about. They trap themselves every time they open their mouth. They trap themselves by the fact that they're still following this guy all these years later. First of all, I'm going to say something that you may have never thought you'd hear me say. I have talked to people who voted for Trump in 2016, and they've told me why. And in some weird way, I kind of get it. I had a friend one time tell me that he uh, voted for Trump 
because he was sick and tired of Democrats and Republicans, and he was so sick and tired of the system and the way that everything was, he, he said, I viewed it as a fuck you vote. He said, I viewed it like, fuck you. I just want to burn this whole place to the ground. He said, I know the guy's a con artist. I know he's a piece of trash, but I just wanted to, to just have a protest vote here and say, screw you. In that sense, I can understand people, especially in 2016, I can see people's frustration being so much that they would just go, you know what, fuck it. Give them the celebrity. I don't give a shit. I could, I, I could give you a, I mean, really, I could, it would be hard for me to, but I could probably come closer to giving you a pass for that than I could that you turned around and voted for him again in 2020. I probably could never give you a pass for voting for him in 2020, but if I even come close to giving you a pass for that, there's no way that I could give you one for still supporting this guy after what we saw happen on January 6th. And they're gaslighting the living hell out of this entire country by saying that he never meant to incite violence. And I've saw people who I respect. I have saw uh, podcasters and, and news anchors and friends who I used to have respect for their viewpoints uh, say things like, well, you know, uh, as much as I hate Donald Trump, you know, maybe we've been lied to. For anybody out there that's even starting to entertain that thought, let me just remind you that Donald Trump did everything they accused him of right out in the open. Okay? This isn't just random shit they're pulling out. This is stuff they've got it. And a lot of the stuff you saw him say and do right in public. And leading up to January 6th after the election, he refused to accept defeat. He refused to concede. He refused to, to admit that he lost the election. They had trial after trial. They asked him to bring the evidence. He had no evidence. He still claims he does, but he's never showed it. Uh, he's still out there saying he has the proof in the pudding, but he's never brought it out to light. So here's a guy who, for from the time the election happened in November till January 6th, he denied it repeatedly, no matter how many recounts was given. And look, I've said this before. He absolutely was within his rights to ask for a recount. He's a setting president. He has that right. They came back time and time and time again saying, you lost. And instead of just being man enough to admit defeat and bowing out, and you know, he could have did that. I've said this before. He could have bowed out on that day. He could have conceded to Joe Biden and he could have said, okay, the American people have spoken. And while I don't agree with what the American people have said, Joe Biden is now your president. I will respect that. And I'm going to come back in four years to remind you guys of just how bad you fucked up today. And had he took that approach... Believe it or not, he may have had a slim chance in hell or, or maybe a decent chance in hell of regaining power. But instead, he doubled down on the idea that he lost, that he, that he, that he didn't lose, that it was all rigged, that it was all fake. He doubled down, he tripled down, he quadrupled down until he worked a mob into a frenzy to go and invade the nation's capital. He was saying things like, fight like hell, like you've never fought before, you're going to have to fight harder than ever to take this country back. Now, you're saying words like that to people who are already unhinged. Now, you can easily go back and say, well, I didn't say for him to do that. No, you didn't, but you were speaking to unhinged people. You know, Charles Manson went to his grave saying, I never told them people to kill anybody. But he was talking to people who were already, regardless of what was said, he was speaking to people who were already zonked out of their mind on acid and who were already very impressionable people 
So regardless of, of, of what he might have said or what he didn't say, he's still guilty at the end of the day. And Trump can sit here all day long and say that he never actually told them to do those things, but he was saying it to a group of unhinged people. And while that whole thing should have already been over with, in my opinion, I don't see why we're still sitting here. Oh, by the way, he's not being arrested for January 6th. He's being arrested for the hush money he paid to Stormy Daniels. The, the, the most ironic part of this thing is the thing that might bring him down might end up being a porn star and not inciting a riot on his own damn country. But that should have already been taken care of in my mind. He should have already been tried over that. Um, and people will say that the January 6th committee was political theater and that the doctor the footage and that, you know, they'll make all these accusations. But we were sitting there watching this shit happen in real time. And we was watching a man speak to a bunch of unhinged, pissed-off people, telling them to fight like hell like they've never fought before. And here he is again. Here he is again doing the same thing. Not only has he not been tried yet, not only has he not been punished for what he did on January 6th, uh, he, he is now basically doing it again by saying, protest and take our nation back. Now, somebody somewhere will say, well, now, he didn't actually, uh, he didn't actually say to do that. But again, I will go to the fact that he's talking to unhinged people who were pissed off on January 6th. They were pissed off when their Twitter accounts got banned. They were pissed off when they got banned from Facebook and TikTok and every other platform. They were pissed off when he continued to get himself banned. They believe every word that comes out of him and Elon Musk and Joe Rogan's mouth. They believe every word that comes out of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and, you know, the My Pillow guy and Kid Rock and Ted Nugent, they believe everything they're saying. And they believe they're victims of this deep state conspiracy. And so when you say to people like that, take your country back, they're going to attempt to do so, I'm afraid. Do you, do you think they're going to do that by standing there holding up little signs and just, you know, singing, you know, smile on your brother, everybody get together, try to love one another right now? Do you think that's what they're going to do? Because when I say let's protest, I mean just that. I mean, let's stand here. Let's be peaceful about it. Let's show them that we have a voice and that we're standing up for what we believe. And I, have, and, and I believe they have every right to do the same thing, no matter how bad I disagree with them. No matter how unpopular their speech may be, I still believe they have every right to say it. But again, he's speaking to unhinged people. People who have bought this narrative that they're victims of a system, that everybody's out to get them. Notice that Trump has never, and the Republican Party, the MAGA Republicans, they have adopted Christianity, and they, and they use Christianity as, as part of their platform, but yet we never hear them say, love your neighbor. We never hear them say, feed the sick, uh, help, help the sick, feed the hungry, clothe the homeless. We never hear none of those things. None of the words in red that Jesus Christ actually spoke, we never hear from that from, from their mouths in any way. All we see is constant bullying, Constant redneckery, constant fighting and bickering, constant, you know, just pure assholery is what we see from these people. And so now here we are. He may not even get arrested on Tuesday. This may just all be for his own political theater. But I really believe that deep down he wants to be. I believe he wants to be that center of attention. And there are people out there saying, well, I don't think this should happen because this will launch him right on into the White House. And I will admit that that thought went through my head. I thought, well, is this going to make him stronger? But I look at it from this angle. 
I don't feel like that MAGA Republicans are bringing in anyone new. I don't feel like that they're bringing in moderates. I don't feel like they're bringing in necessarily independents. If they're bringing in anyone at all, it's just more pissed off people, and they probably voted for him to start with, or they probably would have voted for him to start with. So I don't know necessarily if this is going to launch him back into the White House, although I will say that this is not going to have any effect on his followers. They will not see this as the black eye and the stain that it is on what shit legacy he already has. Uh, because the system in their mind is rigged against them and rigged against uh, everything that he stands for. They believe that they're part of some giant conspiracy. So there's never going to be the moment. Nothing this man does. The one thing that I've learned making TikToks, making videos from out of touch, speaking, the one thing that I've learned is no matter how you try to point it out to them, they will always find a way to justify it because they've got the built-in scapegoat. And that's what Donald Trump was a genius. And I know it's hard to use the words Donald Trump a genius in the same sentence, but listen, he knows how to market his audience. He knows how to play to his, to his base. He understands how to get them riled. And he knows that if he puts himself in a set of handcuffs and walks out there, that his followers are going to get pissed. His followers are going to take to the streets. And do you know how much that's going to feed his ego? Do you realize just how hard that's going to feed his ego to see people? Uh, they said, I've heard this said, and I you know no, I wasn't there. No, I didn't, I didn't hear it myself. But it's definitely something I can believe just based on his personality. They said that when January 6th was taking place, he was saying things like, this is amazing. These, pe these people love me. Uh, and that's what he'll be saying this Tuesday. He does not give a shit if another uh, riot breaks out, and he's already built an escape goat. He, he can stand up and say, I never told them to do that. I never told them to get violent. And, and then when the ones do get arrested for doing something violent, he's already got a, a built-in scapegoat for them. He'll say, well, they fell into the liberal trap. The liberals set them up to look bad. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, I shared a video of a Trump supporter talking about how they were going to protest if he got arrested. She was saying how that, you know, we wanted, a, we wanted a fight, we were going to get one. We wanted a civil war, we were going to get one. And this woman is completely unhinged and off the rails. Now, Trump can say, well, I never told her to say that. I never told her to do that. But again, that's the kind of person he's talking to. Now, she's going to say that shit, and she's probably going to show up on uh, Tuesday if he's arrested, and she'll probably do some stupid shit. And when she gets arrested, they'll turn around and say that she fell into a liberal trap and that liberals hacked her social media accounts and made it look like she was saying those things. That's funny to me because these people make videos speaking directly, saying, this is what we're going to do. Then they do it. Then when they get held accountable, they turn and say, well, uh, we, we didn't really say that. So they've already got their defense system built in, and nothing we ever say, nothing that we ever point out about his legacy his shit stain of a legacy, will ever break any doors down, break any walls down, will never make any way with these people because they feel it's all part of a conspiracy. The fact that this guy paid hush money 
to a porn star should offend conservatives. It should offend the church, considering that Bill Clinton's sex life sure as hell used to offend him. And uh, I have an aunt who I'm sure will never listen to this podcast, but if she ever stumbles upon it, you're an idiot. Uh, she used to tell me back during the Clinton years that we needed to vote Bill Clinton out of office because he was immoral and because the president should represent true Christian values. Uh, and that that's the problem with Bill Clinton. She said, I, we have to have a man that represents Jesus and represents us Christians uh, as best he can. Um, and so you would think that if you told her, hey, this guy here has been married several times, cheated on every wife that he was ever with, uh, you know, was known before he ever became president how immoral he was, you would think that would offend her. But no, uh, the last I talked to her and was pointing out some of the things about Trump, she said, well, you know, the Lord called King David and King David was very immoral and the Lord called the Apostle Paul, and now he was out there murdering Christians. So, you know, sometimes we just got to go with who God calls. So they've already found a way to twist it. They've already found a way to turn it into uh, their favor. And so if I say to my aunt or to any Fox News watching person out there, hey, you know, Trump was paying uh, a porn star hush money, they're not going to care because... The defense system is already pre-built into this thing. They already see it that it's a liberal conspiracy out to get him, that he knows something on them that they don't want him, they don't want him to let go of. They don't want us to know. And they seems to be this big boogeyman that they have created. <laughs> they are coming for your guns. They are coming for your rights. They he's got something on them that they don't want you to know. And you know. <sighs> That's just some of the most uneducated and ignorant and lazy ways of thinking that ever was. And let me go on record and say that do I believe that the media is always honest with us? Hell no, I don't. Uh, do I believe that politicians on both sides of the aisle are corrupt and crooked and says things for their own political gain? Absolutely, they do. But when I look at what Donald Trump has done and what he is continuing to do today. He's doing it right in front of our faces. We're seeing him do it right in front of our faces. Is the media reporting it? Yeah. Are they showing it to us? Yeah. But I'm, we're all smart enough to be able to tell a doctored clip when we see one. As a matter of fact, I have actually, there's been times you know, and it's hard to tell these days because the Republican Party is so far gone that a lot of stuff does seem like satire. Uh, it's hard to tell the difference between satire and reality. Uh, there have been times that someone quoted Sarah Palin or quoted Lauren Boebert, and I shared it only to find out that that quote wasn't real. Uh, and I've always went back and said, hey, this quote I found was fake news, you know. Um, and there was a quote that went around forever uh, of Donald Trump saying that if he ever ran for president, he would run as a Republican because they were the stupidest people to vote for him. They were the only people stupid enough to vote for him. That quote turned out to be untrue. Uh, and I was a person that called it out and said, hey, that, that quote we've been saying, it turned out not to be true. Uh, so yes, the media can uh, distort things. And yes, politicians are corrupt. But again, we see what he's done. He's doing it right in front of our faces. And the biggest insult to mine and your intelligence 
is the fact um, that this uh, guy does these things right in front of our face and then turns around and says, well, you didn't really see what you see and you didn't really hear what you hear. And that kind of gaslighting is the type of thing that gets people questioning their own sanity. And people like us who try to be reasonable and try to look into things for what they are and understand them to the best of our ability, people like us start to become all full of doubt because we start to feel pretty hopeless about the situation. Meanwhile, the people who he's saying, protest, take your country back, those people are full of confidence. Those people are ready to go. And if you think they were mad on January 6th, I promise you, they're going to be pretty pissed off this coming Tuesday if we actually do see him arrested. I still have my doubts. Um, I don't see him serving a second's jail time. That's not going to happen. If anything, I could see him wanting to be a martyr uh, and play the sympathy card. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to compare him to Saddam Hussein <laughs> because when Saddam Hussein got captured down in that hole like a rat, uh, I remember people saying, you know, oh man, look, look how he got caught, one of the most powerful men. Look how he got caught down in a, down in a hole like a rat. And I remember saying, well, I believe he wanted to be caught like that, all dirty and, and down like that, so he could he play on people's sympathy. I think deep down Trump wants this. I think he wants to have this political theater. I think he wants to have this moment to try to gain sympathy. As far as it launched him back into the White House, um, I don't think it's going to bring any new people into the fold. I think reasonable people are sick and tired of Donald Trump in general. And I think there are moderates, people he would call rhinos, who are sick to death of him. I don't trust those rhinos. I'll say that. Uh, I don't trust them at all. I believe if he become the nominee for the party, I see him getting behind him. I'm not going to count this man out until we know for sure that he's officially out of the race and his political career is officially over then I may say, well, we got this. But I'm not going to rest on my laurels, and I don't think anyone should. I think that we should continue to be very aware of this guy, but he's a guy who is out there stoking the fires and doing so after inciting a riot on our nation's capital. And I've had friends say, but, but did he really mean for them to do that? Did he really mean for them to do that? Well, I'll always go back to this. Go try it out sometime. If you believe in his rhetoric so strongly, go try it out. Go speak to an unhinged group of people. Tell them to, you know, protest and take the Walmart back. And get them worked into a frenzy and just say, take it back, take it back. Fight like hell. Fight like you never fought before. And then when they run on a Walmart and start tearing shit up and the the police comes for you, you get arrested, and, they, and you get told, hey, you incited a riot. Try that out. Try out Donald Trump's line and say, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean that. See if it works for you. I guarantee it wouldn't work for you. The only reason that it ever worked for him is because he was rich, and he's powerful, and he's white. That's the only reason that it ever, ever worked for him. And so I don't count him out, um, but I don't see this being the moment I don't see it really being the moment that either side thinks that it is. I don't necessarily see it as a, as a victory celebration for the left, and I don't see it as a comeback special for him. <laughs> um, I think that reasonable people, regardless of where their political affiliations fall, 
I think they're just getting sick and tired of seeing this entire ridiculous show. It's went on way too long. It's, it's, it's just become something that is so burned out, something that is so uh, played to death. Um, you know, I'm to the point that, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I'm to the point that if, if he could just exit the political theater and be done and go home or go to jail or wherever he may go in this world, whatever, whatever happens to the guy, I would rather just get back to, to, to just battling with regular conservatives. You know, uh, it would be, a, I would like to be back to talking, you know, having the whole debates that we used to have with him. Because I view this man as a dangerous cult of personality. And I feel like that um, he was, I mean, he got the biggest platform in the world. He became the leader of the free world. And that's went to his head. And rather than step down or back down, he's not. The one thing I will give him is he's persistent as hell. And he has stuck to these lies. He has stuck to this bullshit. He has stuck to this shtick for all these years, and he will continue to do so. And even if he was to be arrested and put behind bars and locked away forever, I still wouldn't count the guy out running for president and people letting him and people voting for him. Because going back to what I said all through this episode, they believe he's a victim of some conspiracy. And when you're dealing with people like that, there's never going to be any moment of reason there's never going to be no moment of truth for them. The moment that, you know, a lot of us used to hope for. Back when Trump first started, I heard people say, man, I can't wait for the day these people realize they're being played. And I used to say that too. And then I came to realize that that moment we're waiting for, it ain't never coming. They're never going to feel as though they were played. They're never going to feel as though they were screwed. Because they bought into an idea and into a narrative that the system was against him. And that... They are all in it with him. And they'll go around saying, well, if he could do, if they could do that to him, they could do it to us. Uh, my latest contribution for Midas Touch, the video, uh, go check it out. I shared it on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, it's Kyle Rittenhouse. He's at it again. He's out grifting. And the line that Kyle Rittenhouse uses is, well, if they could do this to me, they could do it to you. Send me your money. He's just picking up where Trump's leaving off. He's just, he's just picking up Trump's stick and going out there and using it. It's becoming the MAGA way to grift. Meanwhile, they criticize the left for their social programs. They call those handouts, but yet they come out and ask for a handout. After going out, breaking the law, being held accountable for it, and then turns and says, can you help me? And if, and if they could get me, they could get you, so help me. Um, it's total bullshit. You know, what I said in my video for Midas, I said, yeah, Kyle, they can't get you. You went out, you put yourself in a situation you should have never been in. You put yourself in a place where you had no business being. You may have found some loopholes in the system. You may have found a way to frame it that it was self-defense, but you're still going to face wrongful death uh, lawsuits. You're still going to face things in this world. And the fact that somebody, I mean, I work pretty hard myself, and I know that when I get money uh, in my pocket, uh, I try to, first of all, try to pay my bills, take care of my family. And if I have any a little extra cash over here laid over that I might could, could do something. I'm going to find ways, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my kids out to eat. I'm going to take my kids on a trip. Uh, I'm going to, you know, maybe buy myself a new guitar. I'm going to find something better to do with my money than hand it to a murdering grifter who went out here in the world, put himself in a lion's den and then tried to scream self-defense. And now he's wanting us to hand him his money, you know, and then throwing that stupid line out. Well, if they can do this to me, they can do it to you. And there's people out there 
that believes that and sends him their money and sends Trump their money. And they'll be protesting this Tuesday if Trump gets arrested. And that's the kind of people that he's saying, take your country back. Say it to those kind of people. You know, to me, Donald Trump speaking to those kind of people, telling them to take their nation back is no different than Charles Manson talking to Tex Watson and Susan Atkins and saying, you know, do whatever you want to do and do it well and leave some witchy signs on the wall when you get done. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing in my mind. Um, so I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode. I am going to try to get back and, and put out episodes closer together. I know I went through a phase there where I was putting them out ever so often, but I want to try to get back on a regular schedule, at least getting more content out to you because there is so much going on in the world right now. Um, sometimes all I'm going to be doing is just providing the social commentary. Sometimes all I'm going to be doing is just simply reacting to what's going on that day. And sometimes it might be a little repetitive, um, but I'm beginning to realize that talking these things out and working, working through them, um, it's good therapy for me. And so if you guys enjoy listening, I'll keep on uh, pumping it out. I uh, want to make sure to let you guys know, leave your comments, let me know things you want to hear me talk about. I will get to those things. Um, there's things about the show that I know listeners enjoy and they want to see me do more of. Uh, from time to time, I do get requests to break down Bible stories and dissect those. Uh, if anybody has one they want to hear me hear my take on that I haven't already done, let me know what it is. Also, I want to remind you, kind of what I said at the start of the show, I won't go back over the whole thing because you can easily go back and listen to it. But if there's any events out there that you feel uh, needs to be shared and you want people to know about, don't matter if it's in Tennessee. Uh, if, if it's a if it's a good event that uh, you know that goes along with what what we believe in and what we stand for, then be sure to send that to me. I'll share it on my social media platforms. Let people know where that's going to be. And uh, March 31st, I will be down in Knoxville for a rally in the downtown to protest Billy. So be sure to uh, come out to that. If you see me out and about, um, come up, introduce yourself. And, and, uh, and as always, I, I, I thank you guys so much for listening to what it is that I do. Uh, and I will be back soon with another episode because I'm kind of like Weird Al at this point. I saw an interview one time with Weird Al where they said, you know, how long will you do this? And he said, well, I'll be doing this as long as they make music because as long as someone else writes a song, I'll be able to find a way to uh, turn it into a parody. And the way I look at it is <laughs> the news is breaking constantly every second of the day, and it gets crazier and crazier by the minute. So as long as the news keeps breaking, I'll have plenty to react to and plenty to provide commentary on. And so uh, I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. There's too much to do. So until next time, thank you guys for listening to If These Hills Could Talk. I'm Tennessee Brando, and I'll see you guys down the road.